You're listening to Manifesting Made Simple with Maddie Rose, the podcast that helps you unleash your innate ability to manifest intentionally. From spiritual boss babes to industry experts and beyond, we'll learn what it really means to manifest with ease. It's good. How are you today, Madison? I'm good. How are you? Great. Thank you for agreeing to do this with us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Since this month is Mental Health Awareness Month, we wanted to talk about self-love. Before we start, can you please introduce yourself to our listeners, like what your name is and what you do and where you are located? Totally. Hey, everyone. I'm so blessed and honored uh, to be here and have this conversation. My name is Madison Rose. I'm 24 years old. I've been a manifestation mentor and I guess you could say expert in the law of attraction for about five years now. I trained very closely with Bob Proctor, who's a living legend. He was in the movie The Secret um, and have spent the last five years really helping people turn the lights on for themselves when it comes to success, when it comes to their income, their self-image, self-love, self-worth, relationships, all the things really. Um, Specifically, I love helping female entrepreneurs um, get what they want out of their business and with their family dynamics. Um, So that's a little bit about me. I am so excited to be here and have this conversation. I too have gone through some anxiety in the past, graduating high school um, and this information and just understanding the mind at large helps me navigate through that. So I'm excited to dive in, dive into that. Awesome. Okay. So I guess we'll start with self-awareness. It says on here that self-awareness is being aware of your thought process, your thoughts, how they affect your emotions and how emotions cause you to act. And they also say that self-awareness is the key to emotional intelligence. Um, I know that you're a manifestation coach. Um, I guess I kind of want to know how self-love and manifestation correlates. Yeah, so we call self-love kind of interesting, right? Because there's so many buzzwords around right now. It's like self-love, self-confidence, self-image, self-worth. It's like, what the heck is all this stuff? Um, I think we can really sum it all up into just how one feels about self. And the way that we develop a, I guess, common theme or or overarching feeling about ourselves is through our little lives. So it's through growing up with our parents and our colleagues and teachers and schools being bullied, not bullied. We're told this is ugly, that's pretty, that's skinny, that's fat, that's good, that's bad, that's positive, that's negative. And we're, we start to learn this societal construct about what's favorable and what's unfavorable. Um, And we don't know any better. So we take on all of these beliefs that come in from around us, from our environment when we're really little. And then we get to the age of about six or seven and um, our subconscious mind where all those emotions and uh, societal beliefs are stored really closes. And from that point on, we start thinking based off of the belief systems that we were given and that we were raised under. So it's no woman's fault or no man's fault if they have a very low self-image or a very low feeling about oneself, we'll say, um, because it was a learned behavior from when they were little. 
it ties into manifestation because manifestation starts with a thought. It starts with thinking in your mind and the feeling you have about oneself also starts with a thought, a feeling in one's mind. So the feeling that registers in the body is the manifestation of cumulative thoughts that over time have just been accepted by the subconscious and now automatically and effortlessly come up in you and you don't even know why. So just like we manifest houses and cars and, you know, success, oh my, we also manifest our feelings. Does that make sense? That's yeah. interesting. I agree with that because um, I feel like uh, I learned, right? Actually, I didn't understand the concept until maybe recent, like the past couple of years that even the emotions and the thoughts that are connected to those emotions, they are all like learned. It's not something that like we, maybe we were born with. I don't know how deep like you guys want to get into it, but like, you know, how they say like, oh, some things like you were born with, like um, whether it's like talents, traumas, like memories of past lives, right? Um, you you're right like it, it is learned it is because of an experience that like you ex you lived and then the attached emotions at the current moment of those experiences so I'm, I'm glad that like you correlated it the way you did just now so thank you for that mm -hmm. yeah in the article it also says that our understanding of self-love is learned during childhood from those that cared for us so in most cases it is taught unconsciously um but yeah we just get a glimpse of um watching those people that are always around us mm -hmm. and also something that's really really interesting is that if if uh your parents when you're younger or the people around you that are raising you say that they feel good or say that everything's okay when things are not okay children start to associate happy with actually feeling like shit. <laughs> I don't know if you guys swear on here, um, but they start to associate those happy words with a really low feeling. So their whole emotional scale ends up being so skewed when they're you know, suddenly consciously thinking for themselves. Um, so yeah, ages from zero to about eight, nine years old, a little different for everyone, is a very, very, very impressionable time for us. And unless we learn how to really reprogram our subconscious, which we totally can do, I can take anyone from any background from anywhere and totally reprogram, reprogram their subconscious so that they get different results and different feelings and different everything. But it's not taught in schools. Mm -hmm. So we wonder why mental health is such a huge thing right now, why almost everyone's on anxiety medicine and everyone thinks they have depression and they do, but they just don't understand how to fix it. And it's a tragedy in my opinion, <laughs> really. Yeah. No one's a bad person. No one's a mean person. No one's innately shitty person. It's all, it's all learned. Most of it is learned. Um, that's why, you know, even with all the stuff that's going on in the world right now, it's like, they're doing the best that they can. Even the people that are killing people, like they're raised to believe that Christians are bad or that Jews are bad or that whatever. I mean, there's so much shit going on right now. 
and everyone's pointing fingers instead of acknowledging, wait a second, there's a way deeper problem at hand here. It comes from how the heck we're raised and how we're programmed and how we're what we're born to believe is good and bad. I was watching a documentary last night on Saudi Arabia on Netflix. And one of the first things they start talking about is how when they're little, the first thing that they learn in schools is to kill Christians and that they're wrong. Eight years old, eight years old. They have people, the military or whatever they're called over there, run around and invade homes just to create the presence of fear at all times among people who are in Saudi Arabia. So they always feel like the presence of the government is right around the corner or listening through the walls. I mean, people aren't bad because, or have mental health issues because they came out of the womb like, oh, I think I'm going to choose this. You know, it's all learned, it's all programmed in, and they wouldn't know any better. That's so true. Kind of like the same thing that's happening in like the Palestinians with the Israeli government, same shit. Like they have the presence of government for the past like 73 years and actually uh, was connecting with um, in a few rooms on uh, Clubhouse. And um, there was like a Jewish uh, people that came on stage and talked about how like in uh, in school in Israel, like they're taught, like they're like the you know, oh, the Arabs, like they're coming in to destroy your land or destroy your properties. Like you are the, um, the superior, you know, race or whatever kind. And, and that was actually taught in school. And I was very like, like in 2021, they're still taught that in school. Yeah. So it was, yeah, you're right. Very, it's definitely pro every, I, I do believe like a um, couple episodes back, we talked about with someone about how like everything we do here is programmed, like literally everything up until since the second that we were born, come out of our mom's womb. Like the program is if you need something, you cry. And that was the first programming. And your parents know that, you know that. And yeah you're right continue on but like how do you break that though like or how do you decipher you know what's like programming and what's not yeah anything that you feel so if I ask you guys like what have you been thinking about all day long today could you tell me what have I been thinking all day long um I've been saying it's nice outside (laughs) Like it's so and so, hot. Yeah, it's hot. Yeah. I can now probably go back to every hour and tell you what I was thinking about during that hour because I'm just so conscious of my thinking now. Mm. But I was once very unconscious of the thoughts I was thinking all day long. The first time I got asked that, I was like, I have no idea what I was thinking. I remember like a few yeah. thoughts yeah. that were like important or like a big deal. But in terms of the little ones, like no idea. So how do you go about changing it? It's the same way that we're programmed, right? You're programmed by hearing something over and over and over and over and over again. You hear, you know, what's a lot of money and what's a little bit of money. You hear, you know, money doesn't grow on trees. Money doesn't grow on trees. Rich people are evil. Money doesn't grow on trees, right? We hear all these things so repetitively over and over and over again. The subconscious mind, especially when we're little, 
think about a cup, right? Like this cup, completely open. Anything you dump over, it's gonna go right into it. When we're eight, it closes. Everything stays in the cup, unless you know how to change it. And we start thinking based off of what's in the cup. So how do you change it? It's a more in-depth process than when we're little because when we're little, the cup's wide open. It just accepts, 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 accepts. Now we have a conscious mind so we can accept or we can reject. And if we just keep accepting an idea over and over and over again, and we can get emotionally involved in that idea, which means some kind of emotion could be tears, could just be like an overwhelming feeling of love, some kind of emotion uh, attached to the repetitive thinking, the subconscious mind will eventually take hold of it. When it takes hold of it, it becomes a part of who you are, a part of what you experience and a part of what you attract. So we literally have a, uh, think of like a computer operating system with us all times. Um, and most people think that if they work harder or if they go fight someone, it'll change their results and it, it won't. It's all within this operating system. They think that pointing fingers will solve problems and electing a new president will solve problems. It won't, it won't. It's, it's all subconscious. Um, so you just need to keep telling yourself thinking about what it is that you want, getting to feel good about what it is that you want, shut off the news, shut off social media. If anything makes you feel gross on social media, mute them, block them. I don't care if they're your best friend, mute them, mute them. Because if anything's making you feel negative, it's just feeding that vicious cycle of I'm not good enough, I'm not good enough, I'm not good enough, I'm not good enough. And then all of a sudden people are mean to you. Why are they mean to you? Because you believe that you're not good enough. And you're pulling that out of those people. So it takes work. Yeah. It's a lot of work. Yeah. It's a lot of work, but it's worth it. Yeah. I guess it that kind of correlates with like knowing your self-worth. Yeah. Knowing the difference between the truth and what you're experiencing is very important. Yeah. Um, yeah, because on the article, it says that self-worth is not determined by anything. You don't have to do anything to be worth it. You just are. But like, you know, like you said, we're programmed to think all these things and then we forget about it. We forget about how great we are really on the inside. But even, even just to be here. And, and breathing. Yeah. Yeah. What, how do you how, how do you tell someone to start begin to start the process of like ch- changing their 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 uh, perception their way of thinking like mm-hmm. say of someone that maybe didn't have so happy of an upbringing maybe have problematic parent parental problems and have this like you said, vicious cycle that has been passed down generational just because her parent, their parents did it because their parents did it to them. Like nobody cared to stop. Like, is this what we're supposed to be doing? You know, how do you begin to tell someone like, what would be the first step? The first step is awareness. If someone's not aware, they can't change anything. If they're aware, then it's a choice. They can keep doing it or they can do something to shift it. So awareness is key. Without awareness, nothing moves. Um, So I would just say easy, free thing to do. Start reading books. Start educating yourself on what the heck we are as human beings, what we are as spirits living in a body. Educate yourself on the mind. Start learning about the subconscious mind. Start learning about uh, where your beliefs come from. 
um, really take inventory of what are your beliefs? What do you believe and why? Do you believe that different races are worth, I don't know, I keep going back to, because I'm so pissed off at the world, honestly, but you know, do you believe that certain races have hierarchies and, and why, and where did that come from? Did you choose that belief or was it given to you? And do you want to keep believing it or do you want to let go of it? Um, do you believe that you're not worthy of, I don't know, whatever it is that you want to earn a month, say 5k, 10k, 20, 30, hundred, a million, whatever. What do you want and what do you believe you can get? And if you don't believe you can crack 10k a month or 20k a month, why? Because you probably heard it from a parent or a colleague or something and then ask yourself, well, is that true? No, it's never true, never true. There's never any real foundation for beliefs, except for building the foundations for the beliefs that you want to believe, that you can debunk almost every belief that you have, which is insane. <laughs> I, I so agree with that. What, what are some of um, the books that you recommend yeah. uh, for that journey? Just like one, or maybe like a couple that like you swear and live by that everyone yeah. should read. That's funny you asked that question because I was literally about to ask that question because we were talking about, you know, our next book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because our um, next book is going to be a self-help. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Okay, let me think about which one I want to give y'all. I'll give you a, I'll give you a few. I would start with, I keep my most important books right next to me, so. I would start with, ooh, have you ever read personal development books before? Who? Have you ever read personal development books before? Oh, no? oh personal oh, yeah. development book. Yeah, we've okay. read four so far now. Okay, nice. I would start with The Game of Life and How to Play It by Florence Scovel Shin. The Game of Life and How to Play It. I would then read This is a hard choice. I would then read The Power of Awareness by Neville. You can tell I've read this book a few times. <laughs> Actually, do I want you to read this first? Yeah. Read this guy first. Power the power of awareness. Okay. Uh -huh. And then read The Game of Life and How to Play It. Okay. And then after that, you can read This Thing Called You by Ernest Holmes. This Thing Called You? Mm -hmm. Is that what you're reading right now? This is what I'm reading right now. Okay. But these, this is my favorite book. But this one will give you the understanding behind what the heck we're talking about. Okay. Because these will make sense if you don't understand this. The power of awareness, the game of life and how to play it, and this thing called you. You got it. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Yeah. Excited. <laughs> I was listening to um, uh, one of your uh, podcast episodes and um the one thing that was interesting that you talked about within your program that, you know, we don't do a breakthrough, like breakthrough mm -hmm. is something that like you achieve and you feel like we're constantly evolving and we're constantly like getting better. And I love that. And, uh, while you're, um, explaining, which I hope you're going to explain to our listeners, uh, why you believe that, you know, you don't do, we don't do breakthrough breakthroughs. Um, I started picturing uh, Russian dolls, like 
you know, how, like, the the, yeah. So and you know how like the smallest yeah. one will have like, you know, you'll see like an outline of like the lady that is a person yeah. and it has the shirt. And then the bigger they get, the more that evolve to like more um detailed um you know things and so that's what I pictured right away I was like wow that's actually kind of beautiful because like yeah essentially you're still the same silhouette you're still the same person it's still even the same spirit but like you're constantly like adding a new experience to you know the yeah so can you can you can you go through that um process of thinking Mm -hmm. yeah so I love words Um, I love words so much because words have vibration in them as we speak them. So they literally have an action reaction um, and they cause things to come to us or things to gravitate away from us. So your words are so super powerful. Um, And the word breakthrough, if you think about it, it feels feels like you have to break through something in order to get to who you really are, or it feels like you have some hard work to do or something to crack open, you know, it sounds like struggle to me to break through. Um, Everything that you are and ever will be is already inside of you. It's already a part of you. It's nothing that you need to find. It's nothing that you need to, you know, learn. It's already inside of you. And so the way that I look at it is like a, a rose in a rose garden. You can stare at a rose through its whole life and you'll never see a petal move but it will open right before your eyes, but you'll never see a petal move. It's it's natural state of becoming its full potential. It just always is. It doesn't have to break through anything. It doesn't need to ask for anything. It just is, it just needs to be. And we're the same way. All we need to do is clean ourselves of the limiting beliefs that we have. And then we'll blossom just like a rose does. The thing and the difference between us and a rose is that the rose doesn't have a conscious mind. So the rose can't say, I'm not pretty. It can't say, I don't feel good today. It can't say, I don't think I'm worth it. It just is. And I think the important thing to understand about that is that we're the same thing. But the power of our conscious mind can hold us in one state for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years and not allow us to bloom into this beautiful being that we already divinely are. So you don't need to break through to get better. You just need to breathe, be present, start reading, start educating yourself, and you're just going to start to bloom. I don't look back and say, oh my God, this day, everything changed. I don't have that. And I think if people say that they have that, they're just noticing a very physical time where something occurred that they are attaching to as a breakthrough, but it wasn't really a breakthrough. They were always becoming. So you're already there. You just need to breathe, slow down, start reading, educate yourself and become aware. And you'll just, you just will be, you know, it will just, it will just unfold for you. I love that because I continuously, you know, saying okay like next Monday next Monday I'll have my breakthrough I'll wake up and be like all right bitch today is the day like (laughs) it's also like thank you for calling me out but think about that it's like oh I'm gonna experience a breakthrough soon it indicates that you're holding you and your happiness 
or your divine self away from where you are right now. And that's fucked up. Like, why would we ever do that? To ourselves? That's so fucked up. You're so right. It's so Isn't fucked it? up. Yeah. It's crazy. Wow. <laughs> no more breakthrough me. I know. I can, don't think I like can, that anymore. I can, you know, and now like I'm studying, like, you know, trying to understand the planets, the energies and all this, you know, and I'm always saying like, oh man, it's Mercury retrograde coming up. No oh, breakthrough, God. no breakthrough. <laughs> so I know nothing about that. Yeah. Like literally nothing. I was at a pool yesterday with some friends and, uh, this one guy who's super into it, he's like, there's something going on right now with the moons and like, that might be why you're feeling this way. And I'm just like, what the like, <laughs> I just, to me, right? It's like, whatever you put the power of your belief in, absolutely, absolutely. You know, I ordered these card things because I just, I don't know. Look at, I've been dabbling with what people say changes shit, okay? So I got the cards, I got the crystals, Wait, hold on. I think you got the same deck that I just bought today. Wait, hold on. The look, secret language of light. Look at look when mine's. Yeah. <laughs> so they're well, cool. it's not the same one, but yeah. They're cool. Don't get me wrong. Um, but you don't need cards, crystals, or the moon. Absolutely. To get to where you want to go. Yeah, I always like like to tell people like these are these are things of the 3D. These are things of like physical constructs. They'll help you like validate your journey, your story, yeah, but yeah. only if you put if you give it your power and energy, like you said, just like any words, right? We can use the same word to insult someone and at the same time you can also compliment them like the word bitch right like if somebody like would bump me in the street and like was like bitch I'd be like what you know but every morning I like look at myself in the mirror and you know tell myself like you're that bitch today you know you're that bitch like you know so yeah you're right we absolutely give everything power yeah well said Hakamati. well said very well yes <laughs> thank you okay so the next um aspect is self-esteem self-esteem results from self-worth self-worth is the realization that we are valuable regardless of what they have or what we have achieved or the qualities we may have but self-esteem is more tied to our qualities and achievements um it says that self-esteem is everything to do with being content and comfortable with who you are where you are and what you have Mm-hmm. So I would call that gratitude. Uh, will you elaborate on like why why would you correlate um, self esteem with the word gratitude? Is it? I think I kind of know where you're going with that, but can you just like yeah. elaborate on that? So honestly, I don't know the textbook definition of self esteem until uh, Tiffany said it. Um, but when she said just being happy with where you are right now and being proud or present, I forget how you worded it. Um, like loving with loving your results, loving where you're at, loving what you've done. Um, I feel like psychology textbooks put a lot of labels on things, right? But what they're studying is the aftermath of thought. Like everything in science and psychology is studying the effects of thought. So it all comes from the same place. And then we make a science of the evidence of blah, blah, blah. So self-esteem sounds like just 
being happy about where you're at, like having the esteem of I'm doing okay, I'm doing well. And if you practice gratitude every day, what you're doing is you're pulling out of you everything in your life that's going well. So I say, I think gratitude would be a brilliant exercise to increase your self-esteem is what I'm getting at. Um, if you wake up in the morning and you write a list of as many things that you need to until you feel an overwhelming feeling of gratitude and gratefulness and thank you, thank you, thank you. And I'm glad to be alive and I'm doing okay. Then you're going to have a great self-esteem in front of the day. And the mean comments, if you're attracting those or anything weird that you're attracting, will more so bounce off of you than if you were to just roll out of bed and go face first into the world. If you do it more and more and more, like I do gratitude, I mean, I've done it for five, like five years consistently. Now I just have a very automatic way of being grateful for things. I walk outside and I notice flowers like I've never noticed them before. And I notice the sky like I never saw the sky before. Um, you become a lot more present and just alive, I feel. It's such a great practice. I don't care how successful you are. If you wake up in the morning and you can't freaking see, all the success goes away and you're just worried about your eyesight. Right. Your health is, yeah, we take that for granted so, so much. I mean, I lost my smell and my taste from freaking COVID for like two weeks. My smell's still weird. And I'm like, I just can't wait to smell again. <laughs> like, yeah. I would pay all the money in the world just to like smell, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's yeah. so I'm like that with my hearing and my right hearing. I think just, it, I would just love to hear. Yeah. yeah. Um, in that book, Think and Grow Rich, chapter two, there's a chapter of a little boy who was completely deaf. I don't know what your situation is, but he was completely deaf in both ears when he was born. And now he fully hears. So I would read that. Wow. It's all about belief and, and stuff. It's a really great book. Chapter two, I think. Um, but what I was going to say is um, unconditional gratitude versus conditional. You know, like people are always like, oh, I'm grateful for my house and I'm grateful for this. And I'm grateful for that. That's oh, great. But what happens if that stuff goes away? Then what are you going to, what's your worth going to be held in? You know, people have their self-esteem tied into material objects. And that's when it's a very scary place to be because those can always go away. But if you tie it to things like your ability to think, your ability to breathe, your ability to smell, your ability to see the grass, feel the grass, the grass, you know, unconditional things is the best uh, thing to tie your feeling of gratitude to, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, when you were talking about, you know, you lost your sense of um, taste and smell, like whenever this whole COVID thing started, you know, when they said that like, oh, one of the, you know, symptoms or you're not able, you're not going to be able to smell or like taste anything every day. Like ever since I heard that, like every like, day, I'm like, yeah, like <laughs> when I'm eating or so, even when I'm eating, you know, I'm like, man, like, I'm so glad that so I'm able to taste this thing because like, what's the point of eating something and you can't taste it? Like that's, that's trash. Like <laughs> Look, yeah, I, had so a, I ate a sandwich when I had it and it just tastes like straight mush I was like what oh no what the heck is this you know I yeah. think that's like my biggest fear right now is to like not taste I love yeah. food so much yeah I mean yeah so much but I also um when you said something about you know like your way of thinking like when COVID started too like I mean, I feel like a lot of people were, you know, like 
so worried like okay like six feet apart and like all this stuff I went to downtown Roswell earlier or yesterday and no one like no one was wearing a mask like everyone was at a bar like they had like live music everybody was like dancing all close to each other and I'm like wow like I remember when things were like this before COVID you know like we were carefree like we didn't I mean, people were like, you know, like making out with each other. You know what I'm saying? Like with strangers be with strangers. Exactly. So what's interesting about that, right? If we dissect that though, um, Georgia was never like fully closed. Florida was never closed. Georgia was never fully closed. And the numbers weren't any different than any other part in the country. Fear, fear is a very low vibration. It's a very toxic emotion. And it will literally bring anything that you're fearing closer to your existence, your experience. So the government, I mean, I won't go deep because I'm like, ooh. Girl, girl, you know, girl. Well, we'll invite you back another episode that we can talk about. We can have that container. Let's do that. Yeah, for sure. Um, Actually, when it was around a time that like somebody that we just recently hung out with was like hey like I kind of tested positive like I think y'all should get checked and literally like I I almost like I think I told Tiffany I said I wish that he wouldn't have said that because like now like now that I read that I woke up out of bed and then I got up to the kitchen and I was like oh all of a sudden my throat is I was like I was like okay I'm tripping I'm tripping I'm tripping and then Tiffany the next day she kind of like was feeling like something I was like Tiffany listen like get that fear shit out of your right. head I was like drink right. some tea say right. drink some tea. uh literally like that's that's what I kept telling her I was like no fear no fear be like you take all your vitamins every day you drink hella water like you know you're doing what you're supposed to do to prevent this shit and so like there's no way it, it wouldn't make sense for you to catch it because like you're doing everything that you're supposed to you know so that's literally how we dodged it like both of us like yeah yeah definitely got so true so true out of <laughs> out of the picture good but yeah what's the fourth one the fourth one is self-care this is my favorite because mm-hmm. I, I I feel like I <laughs> take pretty good uh, I mean I'm pretty good at that I do like yeah. self-care Sundays usually when I like do a little spa thing at home like you know, do a mask and whatever. Look how glowy her skin is though. Like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I, I guess the w- one thing that I need to get back to is, I mean, working out like consistently. Um, on here, it says self-care is all the acts we do to keep ourselves healthy, like taking a bath, asking or eating a balanced diet, staying hydrated and doing things that we love. And compared to the other aspects of self-love, self-care is easier to do. Mm-hmm. You think that's true? I think it's the easiest thing to do. Yeah, because it produces positive and happy emotions very quickly versus something like thinking new thoughts is like, what the fuck is going on? So uh, self-care, like, yeah, you go in a bath. It's a very physical thing. It makes you feel good pretty fast. You go do a workout, serotonin's released in your brain. Now you're happy. Everything's good. You eat a good meal. You're proud of yourself. Endorphins released. Um, you go have sex. You feel great. You know. So it's like it's a very quick way to emotionally get yourself to feeling good. So I would 110 percent agree with that. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. 
yeah ditto same I I feel the same way too actually to me like that's like the um like the laziest way to like uh produce that but like you know like work smarter not harder so me personally the lazy me would always pick the physical aspect of it like quick fix you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. also too I think self-care is a way to work with yourself and not against yourself like I don't believe that self-care should be like I know you said Sunday and I like I love I love that idea um but it should be like a 24-7 thing whereas like you're just monitoring your emotions 24-7 and depending on how you're feeling, you're just choosing to do something to get yourself to feeling better in the moment all the time. So whether that's, this is why I have so many tools around me. Like I work here all day. I have like cards to just open to. I have books to just open up and read. I have crystals. I don't know what to do with those yet, but I've got books, you know, I've got the yard, pool, my dog, just things around me all the time. If I'm feeling off in the middle of a day, I'll stop everything. And I'll go make myself feel better because I know how powerful that is um, and how much more of what you're wanting is going to be attracted to you easily and effortlessly if you're in a good mood, if you're feeling well, if you're in a high vibration. So to me, self-care is the most important self-care is taking care of yourself emotionally. So you're saying that if I hate my job, I need to quit my job. (laughs) Careful. Why is that a question, B? Why is that a question? I always say, if you're looking for a sign, that means you've already got your answer and you just need to make the damn decision. Yeah. Look, two people told you now. She, and, <laughs> and, she, and she don't even know you. She don't even know you, B. I know. Because I, I feel like every day that I like clock in, I'm like, oh, I cannot wait for the day that I can put in my two weeks. That's what I think about when I clock Would in. Would you have um, something you'd love to do instead? Sorry, say that, say that again. Do you have something you'd love to do instead? Yeah, yeah. I, I've i been wanting to start a candle business. And oh I- Oh my God. I love candles. I hate buying them. And they go away so fast. No, this yeah. is a problem. Yeah, yeah. I love candles so much. I'll be a subscriber. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because I mean, a lot of my friends too have been like asking me like, okay, like what's up, you know, like when, when is it coming out? Like, like oil based, like talk to me about these candles. Um, well, I'm right now I'm just working with soy, um, soy wax mm-hmm. for right now, but I'm, I guess like I'm, re- I'm going to research on, you know, like different types of waxes. Um, just because I know that some people are like allergic to soy, like a lot of um, women who have had breast cancer, Um, they say that it's they're like it's not good for them or something like that so there are I mean there are other you know like other waxes I can try like cocoa apricot or something like that but I I just have to still like I'm still like in the testing phase Um, but that's I mean that's really what I want to do like I just I want to be able to just have or like make my own schedule and I just feel so I guess like working for corporate it just I feel like underappreciated and undervalued you know mm-hmm. it really sucks and like I just feel like because I'm such a I, I, I like to I like when things are done a certain way and I feel like they know that and they like take advantage of that so they like kind of keep putting more work on me because they know that like 
I will do it correctly. And I, I, I mean, cause you know, like if I am part of a team, like I am going to be a team player, like I'm not going to just be like, no, you know, like, and then just give it to somebody else to do. But I feel like now that's what they're doing to me. So that's my little dilemma on that. <laughs> you want me to go into it now or I'm happy to chat with you off of this? Or I can go into it now. Yeah, you can. Go ahead. <laughs> He's like, what happened to me? Um, no, I won't, I won't go crazy. But um, what I would do if I were you or anyone listening who's in a similar situation where they're wanting to get out of something and do something that they love is do it until it's caught up to speed with where you're at so that you're not jumping into a broken car that doesn't work and trying to build it while you're driving it. But you, you're already in a car that's going smoothly in corporate, right? So build the other car up to speed with almost where you're at so you can just jump over and go really fast in the other car versus like putting yourself in a fear-based situation where you're uncomfortable. Now you can't even think about what kind of candle you wanna make because you're so scared about making ends meet. Don't put yourself in that situation um, if you don't work that way. Uh, I don't work that way. I like things to be an easy transition for me and I just always get better and better and better. And I focus on loving where I'm at a lot and then also creating where I'm wanting to go in my mind all the time. So you can still go to work yeah, and think about your candle business. You can still go to work and be grateful for the opportunity and the grateful for the green paper that's coming in from it. But when you go home at night, you can start dreaming about your candle business and putting all the pieces together and figuring out who's going to like, um, I'll promote your candles, you know, figure out who's going to promote your candles in Atlanta. I mean, I know there's a handful social over here is having like a woman entrepreneur meet and greet Tuesday night at 5 p.m. Eastern, like come, I'll be there, come to that and meet people like say, hey, I'm launching a candle business. Will you promote me when I do like I'm looking to leave corporate like women love supporting women and if they don't then Man. they're not the woman you want to be around yeah this is exactly why we even started doing this well actually this wasn't this the the you know the the first thought why but it just kind of like evolved to this like we want to empower like the women that, that are living in Atlanta that are doing something and most of them have been like fortunately the people that we grew up with like we kind of like saw these women becoming like boss bitches and I'm like oh shit you know let me hype my friends up and this is definitely the platform for this so yeah and I think I I definitely get where you're coming from as you know like having that easy transition because I do like I do worry about it just because you know my parents live with me and we recently just um, acquired like a townhome and yes my mom works and my dad also works part-time I just feel like I'm kind of like responsible you know to like help them around like you know with the with the bills and everything so I don't want to just like qu- I'm not that type of person like I can't just quit something and not have something to fall back on and so I guess that's what I was really struggling with but I am really fortunate enough to be able to work from home. So even when I am working here, like I can also do, you know, like other stuff for my business as well. I would do the math out. I would say, what am I earning right now? And what would I need to do in my business in order to be able to do all the things that I'm doing now and be comfortable? What's that number for you? Um, Figure out what that number is and make the decision in your mind that in a month from now, you're going to put in your two weeks create the urgency in your mind so that you know it's coming. Right now, it's like this cute thing on the side that you're like dabbling with, but not really believing in. 
So decide, set a date in like a month or two months, whatever feels good to you and commit to that date. Like on that date, I'm putting in my two weeks. So I've, I've got to get myself prepared. I've got to get things in line and you're going to have so much fun doing it because you love it. And then all the pieces will start coming together. It will not be scary. It'll still be scary, but you'll know that you're on the right track. You'll know that it's like pulling you to be more of who, you know, Tiffany is and not being stuck in this container that she's not. And you're going to do way better than you're doing right now. Okay. I will definitely do that. Yeah. Thank you. I really and let me know before you even get them on those sites. I'll be a customer. Seriously. Thank you. Oh, look but at that V. Will you deliver? I mean, or will they come to me or we have to pick them up? Oh, I mean, should I can deliver to you? I, I, no, I live, you. <laughs> like, no, I'm saying, but if you live, cause I, 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 that's what I'm kind of thinking too, you know, like maybe if I, I mean, if I am selling, yeah. Like if I am selling to people like around like the Atlanta area that I can meet up with, like, yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind driving, you know, or maybe, I mean, I know there's like this app called delivery dudes. Now it's coming to Atlanta. They'll literally pick up anything for you that you want from anywhere and bring it to you. It's like Uber Eats, but for literally anything. Mm -hmm. And like maybe, yeah, mm -hmm. it's like Uber Eats, but for like anything that you want, cups, paper, like furniture, anything, they'll go pick it up. Um, maybe you could get a contract with them or something to put your candles on the thing. And then you just tell all your customers to do it through there. And then they deliver your candles for you and the customer pays for the shipping and the service. Okay, so many ways for that yeah so many ways to yeah do it. for sure I mean you live by the battery I love that area that area is so beautiful mm -hmm. yeah I was gonna nice. say yeah. meet at the battery <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay. let me know yeah for sure thank you um I I do have another question for you actually before we let you go um uh you mentioned that you've been um doing the program or uh the modules or whatever do you call it a program or is it like a way of living now like whatever like you're teaching in your program like what do you do you call it a program I know some people like call it like something special but would you consider it like a like a program like steps do I call what I teach yeah like they're going through a program like a course yeah uh yeah so I have a six-month program it's the only mm. one that I have it's just I just have one offer because I don't I know it fixes almost everything for everyone so I don't have a million offers but yeah it's a six-month program that brings people from A to Z in I mean there's so many like cool presents I call it that you get along the way that you just don't even think about and you're just like wow like this happened too um, but typically I have people focus on one or two things. Normally it's income of some sort and a personal goal. Like a lot of people will do um, like their health or their weight, or they'll do like a, a car that they've always wanted or a home that they've wanted or something personal, like being featured in something or something personal. Normally I have them pick a money goal and then like a personal fun goal that would, they would really enjoy. And then I work with them on it for six months. It's uh, pretty intimate. So um, I assume that you 
obviously like you had to go through the program yourself and you mentioned about your um your first mentor Mm -hmm. um how was your first experience in this program like five years ago I oh my god I had just graduated college um and I thought I was going to go in the corporate ladder. I thought I was going to be a retail manager and climb up my way. And um, I was just like, no, like that can't be it. You know, like it can't, that can't be it. And then I saw entrepreneurship and I was like, that looks fucking hard. So it was like these two options that were laid out. And I was just like, what the heck? This can't be what life's about. And I had a lot of anxiety at that time. Um, and this information with Bob was the only thing that was in my environment that I was like, I don't believe it. I don't believe it'll work for me, but fuck, it sounds good. Sounds better than these two things. So I started studying with Bob. And after the first three months, I started to realize that everything was on me, you know, and it is, everything is on all of us. It's, it's no one's fault. We can't blame anyone for where we're at in life. We can't. It's all our doing, whether it was unconscious or conscious, it was all our doing. And that to realize at 19 was like, what? Like I'm responsible for every bucket of my life. Shit. Like, I don't know if I can do this. So I shut off the program and tried to like plug myself back into like the societal structures of like, it's the government's fault and it's the school's fault and all that, like blaming people. Right. And like a little time went on and people that had gone through the program with me had gone on to be one guy became a multimillionaire and now had like business all over the US. Another woman had released like over a hundred pounds, like completely transformed as a woman. I was like, it was insane. So I just saw people get really cool results from it. And I was like, man, if I had just believed in myself a little bit more and just surrendered to his process, where would I be right now? So from that point on, I was like, screw it. I'm either going to prove that it doesn't work for me or it's going to work and my life's going to dramatically change. By no means that I have a bad life though. I want to be clear. I'm very uh, privileged, like very blessed upbringing. Um, People would have died for my life. You know, it wasn't bad by any measure, but I still didn't feel like fulfilled. I felt miserable inside despite what I had. Um, so I gave it a shot. And within six months, I had quadrupled my income. Um, six months later, I was driving off the lot with my brand new Range Rover and um, proud of myself. I had my purpose. I had my passion. Um, that was my biggest thing. I didn't know why the hell I was here. So the first thing that I asked for and used the program for was my purpose. I really wanted to know why I was here and what kind of God's work I was going to do here because folding clothes in a store wasn't it. Um, so driving off the lot in that car, I remember it was like, such a surreal feeling. Um, it was just, I mean, that was a, a pivotal moment that I identify to as like, I'll always remember because it just all hit me and came full circle at once. It wasn't a breakthrough. <laughs> it just, everything came full circle to me in that moment. And I just remember being like, I'm never going to stop talking about this stuff because had I known this five years earlier, it would have saved me anxiety with my health, anxiety with success, anxiety about never being good enough, anxiety about never being successful enough, um, bad relationships, toxic relationships, um, so much. So I haven't stopped talking about it since. 
do people use your program to like for their like like love life also yeah that's the funnest part for me Um, (laughs) I, I attracted money and love or I love those things um but I attracted my soulmate I believe um a year and a half ago and that's why I moved down here to Atlanta we met um we were introduced by his mom I manifested or I could say asked God or whatever you want to say it's all the same thing um, mm-hmm. whatever makes it feel good. And I asked like, cook up this magical experience so that I just know, like I'm done guessing. I'm done trying to fit people into my box. I'm done trying to find the perfect person. And I had manifested men before, but I always like put a face on it or I would like choose like who I wanted it to be or something and it worked, but then I'd outgrow the person and things would change and it wouldn't end up working out. So the final time I was like, I want my soulmate you deliver him. I want my soulmate. Here's a few things that I want in him, but I believe he's already out there. I believe he exists. And I want you to cook up a magical situation where I meet him. And I just know. And a year and a half ago in LA, um, his mom introduced us and I turned my head and it was the most beautiful person I've ever laid my eyes on. And a year and a half later, yeah, we're still together. So I love helping people with love. And if you believe in soulmates or you want that sort of thing, great. If you want a different dynamic, we can manifest that too. Okay. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> I love Tiffany's face. So I know. <laughs> I'm like, huh? I'm like, I need to manifest me a soulmate too. For real. That's funny because because um, my friends and I yesterday were talking about um now that we're older you know that we're out of like the school whatever it's age group yeah 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 it's like (laughs) how like how do we date now you know like online dating is not not something that I I don't know like I don't really believe in online dating I know that people you know meet their soulmates in online dating sometimes but like that's just not the route that I want to go but it's like how then how do I like how do I find that person or like how does how would he come to me maybe he just it's gonna fall from the sky for you (laughs) yeah maybe maybe a package lands on your doorstep on accident he comes to pick it up and then you open the door and you're like literally literally because like she ain't going out like she don't like going out (laughs) yeah really yeah i'm just i'm like a homebody you know like i i mean i i like to go out (laughs) my friends i like to go out my girls for you know a certain amount of time and then after that time is done i'm like all right like i'm ready to go home (laughs) I'm, I'm pretty similar um you can meet him however just ask for it to be magically hooked up for you that's what I did um my thing was I was in a really small town and everyone knows everyone there and everyone's dated everyone there so I was like it's not gonna be anyone from here so just figure it out <laughs> it's none of your business as to how to meet him or where to go or what to do the only business that's yours is focusing on how is it going to feel when he's here? How is it going to be when you have him or her? I don't don't know. How is it going to, how's that going to look like for you? How's it going to feel for you? How's that going to change your life? Um, I used to fall asleep dreaming of meeting him and I couldn't see a face or anything. I just saw this tall figure with dark hair and a strong jawline. Um, And I would just kind of fantasize myself to sleep about meeting him and just being like, oh my God, just like knowing, just knowing, knowing, knowing. And I would fall asleep with a smile on my face. <laughs> Remember, 
remember the way to convince your subconscious mind that something is really yours before it actually is physically yours is to tell yourself the same thing over and over again and get emotionally involved. So you bet I was falling asleep every night. Thinking about that it. is so crazy. Yeah, I got my list. I'm working on my list. Um, <laughs> we actually did a podcast. We did a podcast on it. You should listen to it. We both go into the pre- the prequel and after we met. Oh, that's awesome. Definitely gonna look yeah, for yeah, that. Well, so before we let you go, can you let our listeners know how to tune into your podcast, how to find you on Instagram, other social media platforms? Yeah, so I have really everything. I'll make it super easy. I have everything linked from Instagram. So it's just official Madison Rose. Um, And you can find my podcast from there. You can find my free Facebook group from there. That's all you really need. Awesome. Well, Madison, thank you. Thank you for taking the time to talk with us. This was really a pleasure. Thank you, guys. This is such a beautiful conversation. I hope everyone that listens gets exactly what they need from it. Thank you for listening to today's episode on Manifesting Made Simple with Maddie Rose. If today's episode rang true for you, I only ask one thing. Please screenshot, tag, and share your biggest aha moment with me on Instagram. I can't wait to hear. Until next time, hold your head, thoughts, and vibrations high.